Say hello to a new era of mental health care. Cerebral is here to help you achieve your mental wellness goals with professional therapy and medication management support. 100% online. You'll experience the all-new Cerebral way, an innovative approach to mental wellness designed around you. You'll get a personalized treatment plan from a therapist, prescriber, or both in a safe and judgment-free space. Your cerebral therapist or prescriber will outline a customized plan with clear milestones along the way, so you can get to feeling your best. With Cerebral, you're not alone in your mental health journey. We're here to empower you to live a fulfilling life. So take that first step towards a brighter future and sign up today at Cerebral.com slash podcast and use code ACAST to get 15% off your first month. Offer only valid on monthly plans. Other exclusions may apply. Offer ends July 31st, 2024. See site for details. Question of the week from the Naked Scientists. Hello and welcome to a burning question of the week from The Naked Scientist with me, Diana O'Carroll. This week we have a problem with flying hot stuff. My name's Graham Watson and I come from South London. And my question is, uh, occurred to me when I was listening to the Olympic talks being discussed recently, I was wondering how you transport a naked flame on an aeroplane. It has to be a naked flame, I think, to, to uh, continue the Olympic spirit. But even without the current security situation, surely it must be quite difficult but it's obviously possible, so I wondered how they did it. According to a mix of old and new tradition, the Olympic flame must not go out until the Games are over. So how can you get it through customs, stick it on a plane, and does it have its own business class seat? Hello, my name's Jordan Parham. I'm part of the team that worked on the Sydney Olympic torch and also the Athens torch and Asian Games torch 2006. How they keep the flame alight on aeroplanes and therefore continuous along the whole relay journey is in miners' lanterns. These miners' lanterns are specially designed to maintain a small flame alight in all wind conditions and they actually carry four of these lanterns at a minimum as backup flames for the mother flame at all times during the relay. When they take the flames onto an aeroplane, the miners' lanterns are approved and prior to taking them on by the commercial airline or by the chartered airline depending on how they run the relay and they are then stored in an appropriate vessel in the case of the Sydney Olympics that was in a specially designed seat and in other games such as Athens and the Asian Games they used specially designed storage racks on the side of the aeroplane and these miners lanterns uh, don't create any emissions the fuel is a methylated spirits type one which is fairly clean burning don't create any um, risk to any other occupants and that's how they keep the flying light on airplanes a miner's lamp has a gauze cage which surrounds the flame and allows oxygen in but the gauze absorbs the heat of the flame so that any flammable gases in the surrounding atmosphere won't reach ignition temperatures so you can take the olympic flame safely just about anywhere sometimes it even gets its own seat and storage racks a mysterious character known as Law Gynoid, listening in Second Life, came up with the answer of a Davy lamp, as did another someone on our forum. The protests surrounding this year's flames have been pretty noisy, so here's a question involving earplugs. My name is Bullfrog, and I'm calling from Illinois in the USA. I noticed that at times when I'd put earplugs in to deaden sound from outside that, that worked really well, but then the sounds inside my head, they seemed a lot louder like chewing or humming or even breathing was really loud. And then I noticed listening to podcasts with the earbud-style headphones in my ears, 
that I couldn't chew breakfast cereal and hear at the same time. Whereas if I'm listening to a conversation without anything in my ears, it's very easy to hear and, and eat at the same time. So I was wondering, why is it when you have earplugs in or headphones like that, are the sounds from inside your head so much louder? Have you ever heard of elderly and deaf dinosaurs? No. Well, how can we know how old a dinosaur can get? Hello, I'm Bert Lattimore. I'm from Virginia in the United States. And my question concerns dinosaur ages. Somewhere I heard that the big plant-eating dinosaurs could live up to a 1,000 years. On another program or podcast, I heard that tyrannosaurs only live 20 to 30 years, which seems very brief for such a big animal. So I'd like to know how long did the big dinosaurs live, those individual dinosaurs, and how can you tell from a fossil how long that animal lived? So what exactly do earplugs do to your hearing and how can we estimate a dinosaur's age? Join the debate on our forum at thenakedscientist.com forward slash forum or send your answers to question of the week at thenakedscientist.com. Question of the Week is part of the Naked Scientists podcast and supported by the EPSRC, the Wellcome Trust and UK Fast. Look us up online at nakedscientists.com. 